0: At Stories That Matter Studios, I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey through theatre of the mind, highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Trains are an endless source of fascination for many people and the people who drive them. Gary West has driven trains along a remote track in North Queensland for decades and looks back on his career with fondness about what has changed and what about trains has remained the same after so many years. He tells me on the streets of your town about the life of a train driver in rural Queensland and how he wouldn't trade some of the wild experiences along the way for any other life
1: i've been retired for 10 years now and then i went for five years on the savannah lander and um and what is the savannah lander little tourist train that runs from cairns out to forsyth and return once a week it's a four-day round trip and um, the drivers not only do the driving they do the commentary they do a lot of problem solving uh, as far as bookings etc etc they'll even go they've even got to go through and take the morning tea and lunch orders <laughs> so that could be all rung ahead and um, so that when on arrival everything's all organized
0: well so it's all very old style by the sound of it, it sounds lovely what kind of train is it
1: oh it's a 1950s uh, silver rail motor a 2000 class which has been repowered a few times. The original one that we had up here, they were Rolls-Royce engines, mm-hmm. but they, they eventually wore out. And um, they, I believe that just recently they've been repowered, but I don't exactly know which, w- what motors they, they put, put in them.
0: So that was quite an adventure to be able to do that. A four-day round trip.
1: Four-day so, round trip. Yeah. Departing Cairns at 6.30 on the Wednesday and getting into Cairns sometime after 6 30 depending on traffic on a sat- sat- saturday afternoon there again too we often had people well, these travel agents need to look at themselves because some <laughs> some truly some of these people would be they'd come up with a worried look we're booked to fly out at seven <laughs> we're getting into cairns railway station sometime <laughs> after 6 30 and they're supposed to be flying out at seven o'clock you had to do some problem-solving well, on the run. But yeah, so. what we would do is ring <laughs> ahead and try to organise a car or somebody to meet them, say, out at Red Lynch or somewhere like that, so oh, they yeah. could be, yeah, very flexible.
0: <laughs> Personal service, you don't get that for all your train journeys around the uh,
1: world, do you? <laughs> also, I remember there was a remark made. It was voting day. It was a national vote, and uh, Saturday, the last place that, they could vote, anybody could vote was at Dimbula on the Atherton Tableland, and that was, we used to do smoko there and uh, afternoon tea and you know, I told anybody that if they needed to vote I would take them down to the school, drop them off set the rail motor back to the station where people could have their, their afternoon tea and then on the way out we'd pick them up at the at the school and that was all right anyway one of these blokes said to me he said this is incredible that you've done that well what are you going to do (laughs)
0: you've got to do it got (laughs) to vote in australia give them a
1: chance (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: compulsory you don't have much choice yeah
1: so that's what we did you know that was another thing but Mm. that that was a very interesting little run that you had to touch on tell the story of the uh, Cranda range and mm. also the um, Chiligo line uh, which believe it or not was once the longest privately owned railway system mm. in the southern hemisphere okay. run, owned by the uh, Chiligo mining company that run from from Mariba, mm. out into the backcountry yeah
0: so you had all the stories while you were oh, lots going of along.:
1: anecdotal stuff, and what were some of the highlights of the journey? actually, there's no really, really standout points um, because you were um, catering to all tastes mm. we, If we touched on a bit of botany, uh, which we had very little knowledge of, but we knew uh, we some of the, the botanical names of some of the trees and that mm. the orchids, some of the orchids and that. Um, denrobium colliculatum is one uh the cooktown organ is orchid is denrobium bigibum (laughs) so uh yes so we could do that then then other people were interested in a little bit of geography um and uh and of course a bit of the history so we could touch on a little bit of each of those subjects spend your five five cents worth and and keep going uh we'd stop it we had um the odd bowerbirds bower, which we could stop and take people down to and um, let them investigate the hidden mysteries and sciences of the bowerbirds bower. These are the, these are the grey bowerbirds, not the one that the satin bowerbird that most people are familiar with. These blokes weren't interested in blue, they were interested in white, silver, broken rear vision lights, uh, that oh, sort of yes. thing. They, they liked a bit of orange.
0: And they'd bring that back and
1: put it into put it, their nest. Decorate their bower with that. Mm. And, um, we, and of course, we'd stop the rail motor. And one of the criteria for that was it had to be a place where they could easily get on and back off, you know, mm. off and back on. And, um, yeah, so we'd take them over and give them a look at that sort of thing. Um, some of the watercourses that were very picturesque, we could stop so they could take their photos, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, That was on the Savannah Lander.
0: And, the, and you said there was a nice view coming into Trindy Inlet?
1: Oh, yes. Mm. On the facing mountain, now, the Cairns Corander Range is built basically on a shelf. The first bit that runs out of Red Lynch runs up a spur. Then you go around the famous Horseshoe Bend, mm. and then you go... You're basically on a shelf where they've cut cuttings and tunnels, etc, etc. There's one place which overlooks Red Lynch in the freshwater valley and out to the ocean is known as the Jump Up. It's very clear and we used to stop the rail motor there and um, uh, point out to them that that is Trinity Bay and it was named by Captain Cook on the 10th of June, 1770. And he named it Trinity Bay because it was Trinity Sunday.
0: There you go. It's I wondered where that name where came from. That's
1: where it came from. Okay. And of course, when he was sailing up the coast down there near, near what we now know as uh, uh, Proserpine and Mackay, it was the Whit Sunday passage, because, and that was to do with, with the Bible as well. The Whit oh, Sundays. Okay. Yeah. So many days after Easter, I think it's 40 days after Easter, or something. Mm. Yeah. And, of course, the island that you can see, the famous Green Island, um, it was named, again, named by Captain Cook, and he was named after the uh, astronomer, Dr Green. It didn't name it Green Island because there's a lot of trees on it.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah, because I've often wondered that too because it doesn't really have a lot of trees on it, does it? It's got a fair, yeah, you know, <laughs> from
1: a distance it looks pretty green but, but it's, it's, it's named after Dr. Green. Yeah. And they were having a good time until they hit, <laughs> hit the reef at Cape Tribulation. That's
0: right.
1: Yeah, so that was that. So um, you
0: enjoyed telling those stories. Yeah, I loved, loved
1: mm. doing it, just passing on a little bit, you know, your, your five cents worth of information. Yeah.
0: How long were you a train driver for?
1: Uh, I left. I had a, a forty-year career in QR, then I re, retired from there at sixty, and worked for five years until sixty-five.
0: And where did you stay overnight, or did the?
1: Oh you had uh, accommodation mm. uh, at the pubs. The Accommodation was uh, generally at Chiligo on Wednesday night, and then uh, Forsyth was um, Thursday night and then Mount Surprise was Friday night mm, and a big fun. big drive from Mount Surprise back to Cairns on uh, on Saturday.
0: It's part of the country that I think not many people have got to see. Sounds like they should, more people should get out there.
1: And well you, you're right and the, the unique part of it is is that it leaves what was once the mangrove swamps of Cairns through the rainforest mm-hmm. At the top of the range, up through the range, there's patch, still patches of rainforest. On the top of the range from Caranda uh, through to Mayola is there's a bit, patches of uh, rainforest. Then you go into the fringing forest, and then uh, and then eventually you get into the open savannah. So you go from from the coast right through to the open savannah, and of course, your little tours and that that you do out, say, at Chiligo, mm-hmm. now Forsyth, you've got Cobalt Gorge, and of course, um, the famous uh, Andara lava tubes at near Mount Surprise. So people get a a big spectrum on that trip. Mm, There's a lot more to far north Queensland than the coast. Exactly. This has got nothing to do with what we're talking about, (laughs) but it has. We're having a chat. But it has. My wife and I (laughs) were sitting at a bus stop in Brisbane, and a lady came along and she asked this Character, who was sitting beside us, she asked him a question, and he said, "Oh, there's not much, not there's not much to see north of Gimpy." So I thought, "Well, you haven't been anywhere." <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but How long have you lived in this region? Have you lived here that whole time? Uh, as Oh, well?
1: uh, as a matter of fact, I was made in Cairns. Were you born in Ipswich? <laughs> and it had then, that Cairns connection? Yeah, right? Oh, yes, and then. Uh, <laughs> Then came back up here to live in 1949. um, Mum was evacuated during the war. That's when I was born in Ipswich. And uh, that's where my father's people come from. So we come back up here in 1949 to live. And Dad was in the railway. And he he got onto onto the locos. And then...
0: So you're continuing a tradition there? Well,
1: what happened, I done my apprenticeship as a butcher and small goodsman and I liked that I really did I enjoyed it mm. um and uh but the thing in in those days you serve people mm. and because ducking and diving in and out of the coal rooms for six or seven hours and the first thing people would do after you, you oh, and uh Good morning, madam. What would you like? The first thing that they generally did was sneeze in your face. Uh, or cough. And uh most of us blokes were, were forever with, with colds, believe it or not, from that, that thing. And I just decided that I needed a break. And um because this was in the steam days, and I talking to Dad, he said, Do you want a job? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and of course, in those days, if you was a member of the family, yeah, 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 it was a little bit, bit more easier to get into the railway. I to, went in for an interview with the engineer, and um, yes, you can start. So I went down and gave my week's notice, and I finished on the Friday at, at, at the butcher's. And I only intended to be there for three to six months, but because um, I was a tradesman. Uh, anyway, I but got a. Forty bit of, years later. Yeah I, got, yeah, I got a bit of a taste yeah. for the railway, but uh, again, too, in the, in the steam days, you got a lot more satisfaction out of the job than what you do these days. And why would that be? Gary? Oh, because you had a challenge mm-hmm.
0: to keep it going. You,
1: you to, mm. had a living beast, which you had you to, had to tame. You had to uh, nurture and and coax. Uh, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but the thing there's about it's
0: quite an it art to it. Getting the right amount of
1: oh, there was coal it that you used An art to firing. Yeah, maintain a pressure of about yeah. 170. Uh, the safety valves are set at 175. You didn't want that blowing off.
0: <laughs> uh, no, that's not good. So, so about 100, about
1: 170. Yeah, have them. The some of the blokes say have them simmering along. It was a bit of a, a challenge, and we got satisfaction out of it. Mm. Not only that. The, the, generally the rewards after work was the, the privilege of being able to blow the froth off a couple of frosty boys ah, is that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so most of us socialised in those days over at the pub yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, sounds like it was quite a good little club in a way oh the well
1: riders. it was it a way yeah oh. um, and, uh, and of course we all had to do exams and, and mm. that sort of thing you just didn't come in and they, <clears throat> you had to prove yourself yeah And then prove yourself one way and then prove yourself physically and mentally. Well, it would have been physically
0: demanding, I imagine, too,
1: for sure. Yep. Although some blokes made it look easy, other blokes made it hard. Yeah. I was about middle of the road.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I can imagine going to the Savannah lander after that, it would have brought back some of those old beautiful memories. Of course
1: it does, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We um, spent a lot of time, us Cairns people, spent a lot of time in the end on the Karanda tourist train.
0: Going up the range. Up and down, mm. yeah, and uh, uh, I just think it's one of the world's best little train journeys there. I think everyone should have a go at the Karanda range, yeah, well, It's
1: amazing. It's right, you're right there. It's, it's a lovely little trip yep. and of course uh, Karanda itself is a nice little village to go and explore. Yeah. Uh, plenty of little places up there you can have a a, a bite to eat.
0: And a nice pub. I do like the pub there and having
1: a bite to there. Two nice pubs, although towards the end, they were forbidden to us blokes. (gasps) Why would that be, Gary? Well, they brought in this rule. that I think the rule was always there, but they started to police it a little bit more stringently. No alcohol. I can remember years and years ago, you'd go up to Coranda and the three of you would probably, if you had a drink, would go up to one of the pubs and um have a couple of beers and come back down and sit around for the next hour or two mm. by that time you've got no beer left in you and you could, right. you could work home yes, yes. But, but nowadays uh, stricter you know, now. yeah it, you know the modern approach i suppose but yeah but that was the way it was in those days
0: <laughs> what was some of the, your favorite highlights do you remember from your time driving i bet there was some pretty funny things that happened
1: well, actually, yeah, some, but most of the things that stand out in your mind are the tragedies.
0: Yeah, I bet. That would have been hard. You know, like um,
1: I remember we got to Stony Creek. Now, this is in 1981. Mm. It's a Sunday morning, and uh, we were on the first train. I was the driver on the first tourist train. That's the nine o'clock one. We got to Stony Creek, and everything was all right. Put the brakes on, stopped the train. And next minute, there's this almighty explosion. Oh, true! And I thought there'd been a hand grenade. What it was is we had a, 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 a massive crankcase explosion in the oh. in the logo. I looked back, and it was still still going. Oh. And but there was a flood of black oil come out of it. So I the hand, shut everything down, applied all the all the handbrakes and that, and uh, obviously rang back to Cairns and told them the situation. They had to send a loco up quite an interesting morning I bet. and uh, because we had the other one behind us too, and it had already been let go because mm. the section was clear from Red Lynch back to Cairns, and it was that they were a, a full train load of passengers at Red Lynch with one toilet because in those days everything went out yeah. into the oolu, and you don't <laughs> use this toilet while you're standing at the station that's true.
0: Right. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> And get a, a blast of air. Yeah. I remember them. Yeah, that,
1: yes. was a, that was a tragedy. And another <laughs> day we got out to Red Lynch and um, uh, I had rung in and we'd obtained the authority to, to go forward up to Stony Creek. And the guard came up, hurried up, and said, Ring the ambulance, we've had a heart attack on, the, on board. So we did all that. Mm. The, it was a Japanese tourist and it, 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 one of those heart attacks where they're dead before they hit the floor. Oh, no. But we were lucky in as much as there was a Japanese doctor and a Japanese nurse not travelling together. Wow. But they just happened to be on the well. train and they were able to do... And what help was, out. But, the, again, mm-hmm. it was all in vain. Yeah. But, uh, that was, a, that was a, a, a bit of a tragedy. You know, that was the only one we've had. Then of course um, later there we we had these, these fools running along the top of the train, doing whatever surfing, whatever they hang tent ten and whatever. Oh, truly! But, uh, little did they know whether, whether they that we had fifteen tunnels, and there wasn't a lot of clearance between the top of the no. carriages, so we had to stop and get the get them down. And yeah, that was a, a bit of an interesting couple of episodes of that. Then of course with the modern trail bike not unusual particularly on a weekend to come around a blind corner and there's plenty of them to find somebody on a trail bike on a bridge either coming with you or going against you well
0: that's right there's not not very far for them to go so
1: you know they're definitely not going to go over the side so that was that was a bit um Goodness another no. another <laughs> occasion we were coming down this wasn't with a with tourist train, this was a loaded train of sugar syrup from the new mill up near Mariba. Mm-hmm. And it was a Saturday afternoon, and we coming down to the approaches, the long approach down into the Stony Creek Falls, and there they were, a couple of families, all set out with their swags, etc, 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 and some of them were between the rails.
0: What happened
1: then? A bit of furious breaking, and then uh, a bit of furious talking. And, uh, Did they move the pretty message, quickly? The message was, get the hell <laughs> out of here. You shouldn't be here. Mm. And uh, yeah, but they, they were all set up. Those kids there as well. Be prepared for the unexpected.
0: Yes. Yeah. So that was that. I always ask people on the streets of your town, Gary, and here we are. We're at the West's, West Cairns Bowls Club, which is a beautiful exactly. little venue. Yeah. 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 What would be one of your favourite parts of Cairns? You've lived here for so long. What is that area or that street that you, that you love most of all or that
1: makes you feel at home? In Cairns? Well, this place. Really? Street. I only live around the corner. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah, we've only lived in, in uh, our little cottage since 1966. We got married in 1966 and uh, put the put the deposit on it in September that year. Uh, we decided we liked it here. We've read our family at Stephen Street. And, of course, it's no secret, because I tell everybody, I can walk from my backyard to the back bar here at this bowls club in seven minutes.
0: So what is it that you love about Cairns? It's kept you here for so many decades. Oh, well,
1: the thing about it is I was getting a living here. Carol's family were here. My family, my mother and father were here. Mm-hmm. My, my my brother's still here. My two sisters are away. But Cairns uh, uh, is home. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, um, as we're getting a bit old, I think we're getting a little bit more comfortable. Although my wife Carol decided not long ago that summers are getting a bit hot for her. It is
0: tough. I mean, we're here in winter and I am loving it, but wow, it is the tropics after all.
1: Well, that's right, if you don't like it. But but I don't think we'll be leaving.
0: It's a lovely spot. It's a good size, isn't it, Cairns? It's never been too big. And you get all those tourists that come through and keep it lively.
1: Well, this is our our political weather up here now. (laughs) Why do you call it that? All the the politicians come up here, (laughs) look at us, tell us our potential, (laughs) then get out of the place. Uh, This is our political weather now.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope that you get through that time well. It's been lovely chatting with you, Gary. Your time as a train driver and living here in Cairns, it's been lovely chatting. Really good. And please thank Carol for organising it all and
1: getting you to walk the seven minutes from your house to here. I'm a lazy person. (laughs) It's out there. I've got the car (laughs) out.
0: So the walking's only for some days. Well, I think after all that, I should definitely get you a coldie at the bar. No, 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 no. You sure? Because I'd be up for one.